Boo. Mesdames et messieurs, welcome to And the Winner Is. We're your hosts, Joey Starkey. Is this real? Could be. Okay. And I'm Jen Delwo. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a podcast about things we like. Indubitably. <laughs> and today our topic is worst adaptations, which is anything from book to film to television and whatever combination of those things that you want. Beyond. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right down to it. Okay. You want to start us off? Yes. Are we are we top fiving it? Let's top five it. Okay. You are you actually top fiving it? Mostly, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So I'll go first. Um, okay. My number five. Oh, so I will preface okay. by saying this list could have been like infinitely long for me. There are so many bad adaptations out there. <laughs> yeah. um, there are also many great ones. But That's, see, that would be even harder, I think, to put together. See, I, I think that one might be easier for me. Oh, interesting. But so what I did, I kept thinking of new ones. And I didn't know what to do, so I just stuck with the like basically the first five that I thought of, the ones that stood out the most. So anyway, I don't know why I feel like I need to explain this because I feel like people after this are going to report back and be like, "But you didn't say blah blah blah," and it's like oh, yeah. I know, like, but my list was only I could only pick five. Like, yeah. what would you do if you could only pick five? Yep, you'll you would cheat. Yeah, that's yeah. why Joey cheats every single time. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, my number five is. The Girl on the Train. And this is a book by Paula Hawkins. And it was made into a movie, I don't know, maybe two years ago. Um, and the book itself, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was the greatest book I've ever read. It was a fun book. It was an easy book to read. And it was like suspense, thriller, you know, it was, it was sexy, as what? they say. <laughs> was it? Yeah, there was, okay. like, sexy parts to it. I don't know. Sure. Like, it's very similar to Gone Girl. Okay. Which I've actually never read. I only saw the movie. Yeah, which, movie. by the way, is a terrible movie, is what I was about to say. Oh, really? You didn't like Gone Girl? No, I thought it was so overly dramatic, and it was trying too hard. Oh, wow. But okay. this, this isn't yeah. about Gone Girl. This yeah. is about the girl on the train. <laughs> I d yeah, yeah. Very similar concept, though. Um, if you don't know the story... Essentially what it is, it's about this woman named I don't know, Rachel or something, and she is played by Emily Blunt in the movie, and it's about this basically depressed woman who sees this, what looks like a very happy couple um, every day from the train, and she witnesses something unfold in the backyard of this strange couple's home, Um she tells the authorities, then that woman ends up being going missing, and then all of these like crazy things happen. Is that a good synopsis? I, mean, I feel like that just sounded like it was a really yeah. stupid. No, I think the, the, okay. the plot thickens. Anyway, suspenseful, thrilling, very exciting. There's death, there's drama, whatever. Sounds so good so far, you're selling it. Book is great. Movie, however, <sighs> it's supposed to take place in London. And which makes sense because like the girl on the train, you would be in London, you know, it's, it, there aren't really trains in the U S in the same way. Yeah. So it takes place in, I think New York, 
which I mean, whatever, there's the subway. So you probably go by houses and stuff, but just like, and, but Emily Blunt is still British. Oh, I watched this with you. Yeah. 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 And she's just like, in the movie, I feel like she's almost like too depressed and like too bleh. Mm. Like, uh, I don't know. And I just felt that like the acting was reaching and there were some like very over the top, like sensationalized dramatic scenes. And it just didn't, I don't know. It just didn't translate well. Yeah. From the book, you mean? From the book. Yeah. I thought the book was probably like a, I don't know, like a seven on the scale from one to 10. Okay. Like it's, I'm not saying that this was an amazing book. Yeah. It's not even one of close to one of my favorites. Yeah. But the adaptation sucked. It was a bad movie. Yeah. It was a bad movie. Yeah. Clearly I don't remember it that well. It doesn't (laughs) have much of a lasting impact. Yeah. It was just, it just felt like it was trying too hard. Anyway, that's all. That's all I've got. Okay. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I remember kind of liking that movie, but not really all that much. It was just like something to throw on in the background. Kind yeah. of fun. Kind of intriguing. That's about it. Yeah. And I feel like they changed some changed some things. Like I did. There's like a, a sequence in a tunnel that I remember liking a lot. Oh yeah, that's like probably see- one of the thrilling moments. Yeah, seeing like a figure at the end of this tunnel. Yeah. 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 There's some. There's some cool shots. Yeah. I like the mood. But it's just a bad version of Gone Girl is what it is. Yeah. 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 If you're into that kind of stuff. And I thought Gone Girl was bad. So it's a really <laughs> bad version of Gone Girl. <laughs> but I did not. I thought Gone Girl was phenomenal. I uh, don't. Are you remembering when we watched it? I remember you thought it was like super weird and you were like, man, I don't know about this. It was super weird, but it's so good. <laughs> it's just okay. So okay. My number five is the category. Of video game movies. Oh my gosh. That's so many. Well, This now, is not fair. <laughs> that's how I've categorized it. Category five or uh, fifth place is video game movies. Um, there's three specifically that I have in mind. Um, oh, this is not a video game movie. Shoot. Uh, Warcraft and Assassin's Creed and, oh, and Prince, um, Prince of Persia. I wrote Prince that, Caspian, which is another terrible movie. Is, yeah, that is such a bad movie. <laughs> uh, Prince of Persia. Is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal that yes. just is always on the sci-fi channel? Yes, yes. It's like, that's not sci-fi. And is it? Would you consider that sci-fi? I would consider it f- in the category of fantasy, probably fantasy and sci-fi. Okay. So loosely sci-fi. Yeah, it's more, yeah, I guess it's more fantasy. Anyway, video game movies typically are really terrible, but um, Assassin's Creed, I guess, takes the cake for bad video game movies. And I'll, I'll use that as the example. Uh, the only, the, the best part of this movie is the poster artwork. Like, I remember <laughs> when they came out with the poster artwork and it's this guy doing like, he's jumping off this super tall building, you know, in the middle of Spain. And he's kind of got his arms out, you know. Didn't they get a really great actor to play the main guy too? Yes, Michael Fassbender. Oh, Yeah. There's yes. so much hope there. There's ho- so much hope. And then, um, what's her name? Uh, Cotillard. Uh, Marion. Yeah, Marion. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy Irons, the butter voice. Anyway, <laughs> all-star cast. Sad. But that could not save them from this awful movie. And this was supposed to be like the first movie to... to <laughs> this was like this was like the hopeful movie. This was going to like break the spell. This, this was going to break the spell. <laughs> it did not break the spell. And I don't... I, it's hard to put my finger on why it's why it's so bad because it had a huge bug budget it had all these amazing people 
Um, I think just ultimately it was really boring. Uh, no one in the movie was likable. There was no mystery in the movie. Um, and ultimately it makes me super, super duper nervous for another video game franchise that I'm in love with, The Witcher, uh, The Witcher series, which is also, you know, a, a book series, which I've also read. But I'm just, I'm so nervous that they're going to just mess this up and they're going to put a stain on an otherwise incredible franchise. Assassin's Creed, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I should have looked up the Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, well, one quick last thing that I want to say about The Girl on the Train, because you reminded me. One of the reasons that I don't like it is no one's likable. Yeah, no one's likable. Yeah, it's like, I can't even latch on to someone. It's like her roommate that you see once is played by Laura Prepon. And she's like, funny and she like brings like one shed of light i feel like every movie needs one character that you can relate to or that you you know that you're rooting for but when you're not rooting for anybody it's it's hard to yeah it's hard to enjoy as much um okay so girl on the train got 44 percent on rotten tomatoes oh okay which isn't that bad no it's not too bad i would probably give it about that personally okay or i would have expected about 40 yeah 40 to 50 okay so my number four is any Dan Brown novel that has been turned into a movie. <laughs> These are, this was on my runner-ups when I was building it. <laughs> Which includes The Da Vinci Code. Angels. Especially The Da Vinci Code. Oh, no. For me, it's especially Angels and Demons. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and then probably Inferno. I haven't seen it, yeah. but I just assume it's, it's bad. Um, the reason why is these books are so full of so much historical information and just so they're so smart and well-researched. And I feel like none of that translates to the movies and there's just so much that happens that there's not enough time to explain all of it in the movies. And I just have to say Robert Langdon is a terrible character in the movies. Oh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks was a miscast. Yeah, he was not the right guy. He was not the right guy. For the job. And I feel bad because Tom Hanks makes my list twice. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, and I love Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, I would I would call Tom Hanks one of the greatest actors of all time. I know, but it, but then it's like, why, why are you in all these Dan Brown movies? You I just, know, he just canceled the fit. contract. What kind, of, what kind of character, like what kind of actor were you expecting to be? I wanted it to be someone, like, a little hotter. Yeah, more edgy. <laughs> yeah. Like Tom Cruise. No, not Tom. I hate <laughs> Tom Cruise. Worst actor episode. Uh, he is at the top. Yeah. Right next to Russell Crowe. Oh, my gosh. Get out um, of here. <laughs> yeah. So, Angels and Demons is the worst for me because... And that one has so much promise, too, because Ewan McGregor is in it. Yeah. And it's, like, such this cool world where you get to, like, be inside the Vatican and see Conclave and how all of that works. That's why I like that one. That one is so fascinating. The book. And it's got the creepy, uh, creepy guy that, um, Oh, Silas. Uh, Silas. Yeah. yeah What's he's that called? The you, albino. Yeah. When you hurt yourself. Oh, and then he does like, yeah, I don't know. Self-inflicted pain. <laughs> yeah. He hurts himself. Um, but that one, the, the movie takes some liberties and like changes some pretty important things like the last cardinal that was supposed to be killed that was killed in the book isn't killed in the movie and he becomes the pope at the end of the movie 
And that's not what happens in the book. And I don't understand why they did that. Does it, does it matter, though? It matters to me. <laughs> because it's like, the, the whole point is that these four cardinals are going to be killed in like this very systematic, yeah. interesting way. I see. That I just don't like that he survives, that they change that. Yeah. And then Ewan McGregor... It's probably to give it a happy ending, because if he succeeds, eh. then, then you don't end up... Not that that, you know, they could yeah. have gone the other way, but I bet that's why they did it. And then Ewan McGregor, his character, like, in the book, I think he becomes Pope for a little while. And then in the movie, he, like, blows up with, like, the bomb in the sky or something. Yeah, yeah. And so he looks like this hero, like this martyr hero. Yeah. But really, he's like, he's the whole reason that the Pope died in the first place. Is that not the case in the book? So, in the book, he is like a super sneaky snake, and he becomes the Pope. So, he kills the Pope, and then he becomes the Pope at the end of this whole thing. So, he basically gets away with everything. Yeah. But in the movie, he's the martyr, and he's like, I'll take the bomb, and I'll blow up in the sky. I guess I don't remember if that's exactly what happens, but I'm pretty sure that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like he dies somehow, and he's seen as like kind of like a hero. Um, and I don't like that change because I feel like it's realistic to see the sneaky, sneaky person, like, get what they want. Like, if you're mm. smart about it. Yeah. I feel like that's more realistic. To have Because the... why would he sacrifice himself after he went through all this trouble, trouble to kill the Pope? Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make sense. That's a good point. Answer the question, Ewan. And it just <laughs> annoys me. Well, I guess this is in the book too, but it annoys me that Robert Langdon always has like some hot foreign female, like as a sidekick. Friend, and yeah. it's always someone different. Totally. Yeah. But that's a part of the books too. But anyway, there's just not enough detail. Tom Hanks is absolutely the wrong person oh, yeah, to be bad. in that role. And, and his hair. That hair. Yeah. The stories are just too complex. I feel like to translate well. Yeah. To agreed, film. Agreed. Self-flagellation was the word I was thinking. Of. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. Number four for me are a, just a big, again, a broad category. <laughs> of course. Called My Disappointments, <laughs> which is, is... Wouldn't that be your entire list? Well, no, but these are disappointments that, that were almost unfinishable. And in the case of one, I'm going to list a few here. The Circle Fahrenheit 451 surprise surprise blade runner and aragon and i'll say aragon takes the cake for this because it's the only one that i walked out of the theater on oh interesting this i have a walk out of the theater story you, later okay, yeah. yeah and this is the only i think this is the only movie that i've ever walked out of the theater because usually i'll stick through it or it's like this you know the story's important enough to me where i'll stick around or it's like well i spent money on this i should finish it but that's just not the case sometimes and in the case of aragon uh, and some of these other movies, they're just so bad. Uh, they're just, Aragon is just a copycat movie of like. It's other, about a dragon, right? Yeah, it's just a copycat fantasy movie based on other movies. It's super cliche. It's just, it's unwatchable. Oh, Prince Caspian. That's why I was thinking of Prince Caspian, because <laughs> Prince Caspian goes into this. Uh, yeah, Prince Caspian is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's so bad. But I can't remember reading the book, so I can't remember. Like, if it's a bad ab adaptation or if it's just, like, that book kind of sucked. Yeah. All, I, I, all, honestly, all of the, the, the Narnia books, for the most part, were pretty bad. They're in one of them? It's just C.S. Lewis, I feel like his writing isn't meant for, like, that level of fantasy. Yeah. I feel like or, he's a better religious writer. Yeah. I know that it's all, like, an allegory or whatever, right? Yeah. But, 
Anyway. I remember somebody somebody gets shot by an arrow in the movie, and they make this high pitched squeal scream. <laughs> and it's like at the end of the movie, at one in one of these movies. And I remember like looking around, and the other, I started laughing, like really loudly <laughs> in the theater. In the theater. Wait, you saw Prince Caspian in the theater? In the theater, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah, that's what that's when I walked out. It was kind of a big deal. Was that the second one, Prince Caspian? Uh, I think it's the. Th- Third? It's hard to, to know because they did the movies out of order yeah, that's from the so series. so obnoxious. Yeah. But whatever it is, I'm pretty sure it was the last one that they were allowed to make because it was just that bad. <laughs> 16 or, uh, yeah, 16% Rotten Tomatoes. Never want to watch it again. Yeah, no, that would be awful. Um, okay, so you mentioned in that category of disappointments, you mentioned one that's on my list. Should I talk about it now? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Circle. Yeah, I wanted to spend um, more time on that too. So that's my number two worst movie mm. or adaptation. So it's a book uh, by Dan Eggers. And the book, I think I read it. Do you remember? I got really into it. I read it in like a day and a half. Yeah. Um, for those, I guess, that don't know, it's about a girl who's played by Emma Watson in the movie. So you think Emma Watson and Tom Hanks are in this movie. So you're like, this, this is, is going to be good. This is going to be a movie I want to see. Ugh, it's so bad. Okay, so basically it's about this girl who gets a job at the world's largest and most powerful technology and like social media platform type company. Um, and she joins like this experiment where she's mic'd up and has a camera on her at all times. And so it's like this kind of like creepy dystopian style movie where it's like this is what technology is like making us into like we're obsessed with facebook and posting things and you like get points for how often you're posting and how often you're interacting and it like makes you a better employee at this company and a lot of things end up going wrong and it affects her life and it affects her family and like people die and it's just like a really, really good story because you could totally see this happening. Yeah. It's very similar to that show you watch. Black Mirror. Yeah. That's what I, I was going to say. I don't like that show. Yeah, I was going to say, just quickly on the Black Mirror, as long as we're going to yeah. bring it up, if this movie interests you, just watch Black Mirror instead. Yes. It's or read mo- the book. Yeah, or read the book. It's just much more serious. It's much more realistic, and it has much dire consequences. And, and the plot Maybe you were about to say this, but the plot isn't just, like, shoved down your throat. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, making it so obvious, like, this is bad. Social media is bad. Yeah. This type of system is bad. At every turn, they're telling you that, just, like, with loud flashing signs. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, okay, we get it. Yeah. It, it, it's not subtle in the slightest. No, and I feel like there's no, like, character development for Emma Watson's character in the movie. So you like don't understand her motivations at all and you don't really, you just don't, it, it's so disjointed. It's like she gets this job and then she's like kayaking somewhere that she's not supposed to be kayaking or something and like gets in trouble and then like, it's just so stupid. Yeah, it, it is. doesn't, it makes sense in the book because there's so much more context, but in the movie, it's just like, we're just going to pull out a few things that we liked from the book and we're not going to add any sort of detail or structure around it. And we're just going to th- throw them on in there. Yeah. And Tom Hanks, again, not the right guy for this movie. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. I feel like he kind of phoned it in. Oh, yeah. It definitely seemed big like. Big time phoned it in. Yeah, he big like, time phoned it in. Are you free for a weekend to 
<laughs> shot all of his scenes just in like a weekend. He, he did it in one take. He <laughs> shot it in one take. He's like, that's a movie. Yeah. I just don't buy him as some sort of like tech mogul um, or some sort of like, who's the Apple guy? Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs yeah. or... Tim Cook or something. Yeah, for the record, this would be my nightmare scenario as a person. To work there? To work at a company like Oh, I would last the circle or like Facebook. Five I would minutes. not want to work at a company like Facebook. Especially if no. a guy like Mark Zuckerberg were telling me, You better be posting more. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, it's like you know, share we want to see you sharing more. I'd be like, Oh, Mark. No thanks, Mark. No thanks. Yeah. You could, I would not be caught dead working at Facebook. No. You couldn't. There's no. I don't think there's any amount of money you could pay me to work at Facebook. To work at Facebook. Okay, well, that's a challenge up here <laughs> that we're gonna have. But <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I think I think that's all I get. Okay. Well, buckle up because I'm about to take a giant poo on number three, Dark Tower. Oh, here we go. Where to begin? Jen, this is one of my most beloved series of all time. I <laughs> love this series. This is a series of... The book series. A book series, yes, by Stephen King. This is Stephen King's magnum opus. <laughs> That's saying a lot from like Serious. one of the most prolific writers probably of all time. Yeah. To have his magnum opus, it's eight books... Written over the span of, this is like some George R.R. R. Martin level stuff, where it's like, you, people were waiting like... But he finished it. But he finished it. That's the, <laughs> that's the, the catch. Uh, or that's the key. Um, he almost didn't, though. He almost died before... before The, the only reason he finished it was because he uh, got in a, a car accident, I guess, a pseudo car accident. Somebody hit him in their car, and he almost died. And then he got better, and he was like, I got to finish this series. What is Stephen King's status now? He's writing. He's Oh, he's alive. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. how did he almost die? A somebody, car accident? Yeah, somebody oh. somebody hit him while he was taking a walk. I don't know the way you said that. I was just like, wait, <laughs> is Stephen King dead and I just didn't know? <laughs> no, yeah, he's still very much writing. Um, anyway, this is eight books condensed into, I kid you not, 90 minutes. The horror. The horror. This would be like <laughs> taking... Uh, so, obviously, the plot suffers. <laughs> this would be like taking Harry Potter... Uh, and it's just his first year. He doesn't meet Gan- uh, uh, Gandalf. <laughs> there's no Dumbledore. There's no Ron or Hermione. He just shows up to school, and then all of a sudden, Voldemort <laughs> appears. You get no backstory, and then he's like, I have to fight Voldemort. Then he fights Voldemort, and Voldemort is making a bunch of, like, stupid one-liners. <laughs> it, the, the whole time, where you're like, wait, is, isn't Voldemort supposed to be, like, the ultimate evil bad guy? You know, that's what the, the, the whole... the one of the main plot points of the Dark Tower is this dark tower that is holding up, basically, the universe. So, it's a pretty serious topic, involves multiple worlds, lots of it's super interesting characters, and they just butcher it. And they don't include pretty much any of these other characters. <laughs> um, they're all very shallow. The main actors are so uninspiring. The dialogue is, is, is awful. It's like making great actors do bad work. I'm thinking... George Lucas, episode one, all over again. <laughs> it's like, not even Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor can save this film. Um, yeah, and you already don't like Idris Elba. I'm not a big Idris Elba fan So it's fan like, either. you already had to like build yourself up to go to this movie. 
you're like, oh, I have to see my favorite book series of all time come to life by one of my least favorite actors. Yes. So that's tough, but you want to see it. But you're also nervous because what if they don't do it justice and then you get there and they just absolutely let you down to the highest degree. They let me down to the highest degree. Um, What else do I have written here? It's incredibly rushed, so there's no weight to anything they do. The movie has terrible pacing. The, the editing feels like it's a hack job where it's like, you can tell they shot one scene and then they're like, okay, let's change locations and shoot the next scene. And then it's just like opens in the next scene and you have no transition. And it just feels so weird. It's, or it's like somebody comes in and says something and changes the course of the, the plot dramatically. It's just Why so bad. do you think they did this? I think it's because, I think it might be kind of a Hobbit scenario where they were like, we got to do this. This is, you know, we've got thousands and thousands of amazing pages to work with here mm-hmm. and a great story. Let's do it. And why, then, why only one movie, though? I'm thinking that they started on it and they got too ambitious and then it got held up in probably like financing. And they probably regret maybe pitching it as a movie. I think at one point it's been like a series and doing it as a miniseries uh, or multiple movies, I guess. But a miniseries would have been much, much better. Yeah. And it's so interesting because Stephen, so many of Stephen King's books have been made into really great movies. Yeah. And so it's so sad that this one failed so miserably. My, I'm, I'm holding out hope that in like, you know. In your lifetime? That in my lifetime, like t- 10 years from now, somebody's going to come along and say, let's do this the right way. Make this a miniseries. If Netflix is still around, which they probably will be. I could see them trying again. They could... They could pull it off. They're going to be the great redeemer, I'm hoping, for one of the things I'm going to talk about. And it needs a great director. It it just needs mm-hmm. a great director. Because even having great actors like Matthew McConaughey is not going to save you from terrible writing Yeah, <laughs> in 90 minutes. It's, it's so, it's so <laughs> bad. It's, they took a poop on everything about that movie that I like. 16% on Rotten Tomatoes that movie is a travesty. <laughs> but it was your number three. It's well, it, it's, it's, it's the one that's most important to me. This is the biggest letdown of a movie that I have personally ever experienced. Oh, wow. I, there is one more that, yeah. that is coming up. That's probably your number one. That is also a huge travesty. It's not as bad of a travesty as this was for me personally, but the other two were probably worse movies. So I put those higher. Okay. All right. My number three. Okay. Is the golden compass. Oh, wow. Okay. And The Golden Compass is the first book in a trilogy called His Dark Materials by Philip Pullman. And this is my absolute favorite book series of all time. It's a f- like, such a good series. I love this series so much. It means so much to me. And so when I found out they were making a movie, I was so excited and once again, it's a recipe for success. We've got Nicole Kidman. We've got Daniel Craig, Ian McKellen, Eva oh my Green. Gosh, yeah. Ian McKellen, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's got all of these all of these really, really incredible actors and actresses. <sighs> but I don't even know what it is about the movie. But it just I guess because it's my favorite book. I built it up. I had the world in my mind of what it was going to be like. And it just fell short in every way. So in this world, so 
it takes place in a parallel universe where these people, their souls live outside their bodies in the form of an animal called a demon. And the demons felt like way too, they were like, they were just like a caricature. I felt like like Pokemon or something. yeah, Yeah. Of like what a demon should be. So I feel like that was my number one problem. And then the, Oh, Oh, one thing I did, like I thought the girl who played Lyra was incredible. She did a great job. And I'm super bummed that the series failed because she was a great Lyra. Um, but I don't know. I, I just felt like they didn't do it right. The story, I felt like the ending wasn't, right they didn't include pretty much any of the philosophical elements of what makes the the series uh a serious series because mm-hmm. this was, is a serious there's a lot of really heavy hitting very subjects. heavy yeah especially when you get into book two and three yeah and it, yeah it just gets heavier and heavier but they didn't really touch on any of that they just touched on the kind of the quote-unquote fun parts yeah it was basically an adventure yes but it's like and that's fine but but you, what you like have to remember is, yes, it's an adventure, but it's an adventure for Lyra to go and rescue her friend from the magisterium. This It's basically the church who are taking kids and they're cutting, what it's called cutting away their demons. So they're cutting their soul and removing their soul. That is so dark it's and so dark. heavy and yeah. so awful. But in the movie, it's like, you don't feel the weight of it at all. No, they're just like, we took your Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. It's like Team Rocket. Yeah, and it's like, and then they just like, kind of, the kid kind of looks like sleepy. Yeah. The, I feel like the only part that was really great about this, besides the girl they played, that they cast to play Lyra, was um, Ian McKellen's character. Absolutely, I was waiting for it. Uh, he was Yorick Barninson. He was a polar bear. Yeah. Um, and he, there's this really cool fight scene where he gets in a fight with another polar bear to like see who would be like the king of the polar bears. And in the book, it's like described as like this really graphic fight. And he ends up like biting into his jaw and ripping off his jaw and like throwing it across the ice. And it's actually it's so really well crazy. done in the movie. Yeah. So yeah, Yorick was really well done in the movie. That's <laughs> I want to sure. get just like a really big fluffy white dog that kind of looks like a polar bear and name it Yorick. Oh yeah, that's fun. Okay, put write that down. We'll gotta, gotta keep that in mind for the future. <laughs> um, that's a good choice. Yeah, so definitely don't watch the movie. I will say the BBC is making his dark materials into a TV miniseries, and I have a lot of faith in the BBC. I do too, much more so than I do in American filmmakers. So I'm really excited about it, and they have a great cast. Um, that is going to be in in the series. So I'm excited to see how they do. Me too. I hope it's good. It, yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, the only reason I think that didn't make mine was because I thought it was kind of... It at least was semi-enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's still enjoyable to watch. I think it just holds so much weight for me because it's my favorite book yeah. of all time. Yeah. And you you just want to love it, and like I would still watch it. Like if it's not it's not unwatchable to me. Yeah, it's just not as great as it could be. All right, 
All right, my number two is Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> Don't even know what that, that is. That I saw in theaters, unbelievably, with my sister. <laughs> uh, so there used to be a show called Dragon Ball Z on television. Actually, it's on television again as a new series. Uh, but anyway, it's it's a cartoon show about people <laughs> that fight each other, basically. And Can I ask a question? Yeah. Did it always start out as a show or was it a game first? No, it was always a TV show. Is there a game? Um, yeah, they've made fighting games based on it. Is it a card game? They also have a card game. I think it started actually as a, as like a, a comic book, as a manga. Okay. But it quickly transitioned into a Dragon Ball, which the, the main protagonist is named Goku, and you see him as a kid, and then it goes into him as uh, like a younger adult. Anyway, okay. anyway <laughs> the, the movie is so bad. Uh, it, it's it's unwatchable. I it, it's I'm I'm I without getting into details about why it's so bad. I'm just going to read you the the top voted reviews of this movie on Letterbox. I'll just read you the first three here. <laughs> is the perfect description for this film. Easily one of the worst movies I have ever seen. I didn't even watch Dragon Ball Z as a kid, and I'm still offended by this abomination. <laughs> Okay, number two. This movie doesn't exist. They should remove this from the damned database. <laughs> and then number three. <laughs> There's a famous book called Common Sense, written by the late Thomas Paine. If he were alive today, I'm sure there'd be a passage in the book that speaks against watching this. That's really all I gotta say. It's just, it's so bad. I, I, there's too many things to go into here. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Never, ever waste your time and watch this movie. <laughs> okay, did you walk out of the theater? I didn't because this is one of those things that was just like... How old were you when it came out? The movie? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was probably like 18 or something. Okay, so you were... I knew it was going to be kind of kiddie and I knew it was going to be bad. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of the fun of going. Like, you know, we went to watch something corny that we could kind of laugh at and go, oh my gosh, wasn't that bad? Yeah, and it's like your shared... Yeah, our shared bad experience. But it was was not just bad. It was like (laughs) watching something terrible unfolding that you can't do anything about but you're just like you can't believe it's happening so you just don't look away yeah that's what it was it was so it was it was that bad it was so bad that we couldn't walk away do you kind of know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like you have to see what happens even though you know it's not going to get any better no there's no way to redeem itself you're just thinking this can't possibly get any worse (laughs) and then it does and then it does and then it does all right Okay, my number two was The Circle. Yep. So now I'm ready for my number one. Our shared number one. It's got to be Avatar, The Last, Last Airbender. Airbender. Yep. Yes. So, do you want to... <laughs> I can start by telling you what it is. I'll start by just saying that it's got nine nominations for the Razzie Awards. And it won five of them. <laughs> for worst director, worst picture, worst screenplay, worst supporting actor, and worst eye gouging. And they named this special just for this movie. Worst eye gouging misuse of 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the worst supporting actor? Do you know? I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. I'd love to know that. So, um, Avatar The Last Airbender, it used to be, it was in a Nickelodeon TV show. An amazing Nickelodeon TV show yeah, that really I started well. watching as an adult. I think I was like 20 or something the first time I saw it. It's perfect for all ages. It is. It's so funny. It's so great. Um, and it's three seasons long. What is it? Water, Earth, and Fire yep. are all of the seasons. 
And it's about this boy who has been frozen for 100 years and he's the avatar, which means he can like control all of the elements. And he's like the bringer of balance to this world, essentially. But he's like a kid. And so he has no one to learn from because the avatar has been missing for 100 years. So he comes back meets up with these kids um, from the Water Nation, Katara, and... Oh, no! Cusco. No, 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 no. What's his name? Oh, my gosh. This is horrible. They mispronounce it in the last... In the in the film adaptation. Zoo? Oh, um, so- Sokka. 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 But they pronounce it Soka. And so this is my first issue with the film version. <laughs> is directed by M. Night Shyamalan. So go get out of here. He just like, he's one, he came in and was like, I'm going to make this movie my own and I'm going to do something really dumb and change their, the pronunciation of their names. There's no reason for that. No, it doesn't add anything. It just pisses people off. It just, yeah. So the main character's name is Ang and in the movie they pronounce it Ong. And then um, Sokka, they pronounce it Soka. And the castings are all really weird for all of the kids. And there's really bad special effects at certain points. (laughs) And the show, even though it's like kind of heavy material, it's meant to be fun and kind of goofy. And what it's it's like kind of like an anime. Would you say it's anime? I'd say it's anime inspired. It's anime inspired. So it's fun and it's goofy and the kids are like acting like kids, but they are so serious in this movie. They, I don't think anyone cracks a smile the entire time. <laughs> and they just they just take a shit on this great television series. Yeah. Anyway, what do you have to say about it? I think you summarized it well. It's hard to put, <laughs> it's hard to put my finger on this one for why it's so bad. It's just it's a beloved series. It's not fun. That's just what it is. It's just yeah. it's just not fun. That's not fun and it's yeah. supposed to be a fun series. Yeah, and I remember you can't yeah. Yeah, so I watched the series with someone and then when we found out this movie was coming out we were both so excited. We like Went to the movie like the day it opened. We like had our popcorn. We're like super psyched. We get in and it's like five minutes in. I already know that this movie is trash. (laughs) And the person that I went with got up and left the theater and like sat in the lobby after like the first 30 minutes because it was that bad. That's so bad. And I stayed and I, I finished it out Yeah, because kind of like with my dark tower. Or, yeah, uh, your Dragon Ball. My Dragon Ball, It's yeah. like, maybe they're just trying to, like, show how serious things it, are. Oh, yeah. and, oh my gosh, the kid who plays Zuko, like, doesn't even have, like, the burn on his face. Oh, yeah. It, it's, like, really lame. Yeah. And just, none of them are, it's like, a, what they're... So, a huge like, facial feature that has big implications, like Harry Potter's scar. Yeah. It's like, oh. Totally. We just decided to take away scar. Yeah, it's like, like no. it's there, but you can like barely see it. Yeah. It's awful. Oh my god, it's bad. It's so awful. Don't don't even watch it just to see how awful it is. Spare yourself. Six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, 
That's bad. It's bad. Uh, Let me just double check, make sure I'm not missing anything. Oh, um, it is going to be made into a Netflix series. So, oh, I feel like we should mention the original on Nickelodeon was obviously a cartoon and the M. Night Shyamalan film version was live action. Yes. So I think that's an important thing to mention. And Netflix is going to be making it into a live action series as well. I'm very nervous about that. Me to too. It comes out in 2020. Transparently, I do not have high hopes for that one. I don't see why it needs to be live action. This, I, have, I feel like, is meant to be seen as a cartoon. I agree. I just it's it's done well as a cartoon. It doesn't need to be live action. Yeah, and I just realized that. Two okay, so in the last Airbender. We used, or I used a line from that show in my wedding vows to you. And then, yeah. And then from the Golden Compass, we used a quote during our ceremony. So I'm just realizing how important these things actually are to me and for them to be done so poorly. It makes sense that they're both on my list. Agreed. Okay. So we have a clear winner this week consensus. Last airbender. The Last Airbender is the winner for the worst is the winner <laughs> for the worst story adaptation of all time. It doesn't get much worse than that. This one might be unpopular, but Twilight. I've got that. I've got. I've got three <laughs> categories that I kept track of. I've got best, worst, and special mentions, and I've got Twilight is in my special mentions category, as was Golden Compass. Because if you've read the Twilight books, you know that they are poorly written. Yeah, you're expecting the movies to be bad. Yeah, and the movies are kind of delightful. They're they're entertaining. Like, minus minus one of those movies is terrible. The fourth one? Yeah, Breaking Dawn Part 1. Breaking Dawn Part 1 is terrible. That did not need to be two movies. Oh, you know what's another terrible movie? That reminds me of Breaking Dawn. What? For some of the same reasons. Was Mockingjay Part 1. Oh, yeah. Oh. What is that series? The Hunger Games. Katniss. 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 Yeah, that, those books take a real turn for me. Ugh. As did the movies. What a slog. <laughs> what a slog getting through those movies. It's just so boring. Yeah, Nothing those, happens. Oh, I, I'm really bummed that I forgot. That would have been a good one to have on the list. Katniss Everdeen in Breaking, or in <laughs> Breaking Dawn Part 1. <laughs> Katniss Everdeen in... Hungry, uh, Mockingjay uh, Mocking part one. Yeah. No, just all of the, like the first one is good. And then after that, it's like, we don't need any more of these movies. I thought the second one was also very good. It's just a repeat of the first one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, um, and it was, it was also good. It was just, it was like a. I just feel like I need to go back to Twilight because some people are going to be like, no, those are trash. And I just need to emphasize the book is terrible. The movie is a nice surprise. There's a good moodiness to it. I get exactly what I expect. Kristen Stewart isn't a great actress in those movies. It's probably not her fault. Robert Pattinson was... <laughs> I love the look that you're giving me. <laughs> Robert Pattinson was delightful and moody. I love the world of vampires. I do love vampires. And I, I got a lot say, more enjoyment out of these movies than I would have expected. Yeah, I will say the ending... I mean, the fourth... The whole fourth book, so movies four and five, are stupid, especially because they create this whole fake scenario in the movie that never happens in the book. So then you realize 
there is absolutely no point to this story. Yeah, that that <laughs> ending to that last book just did not... What is that? What a stupid It's ending. like she was writing and writing and writing and then, like, didn't know how to wrap it up. Yep. And, like, didn't want anyone to get hurt because she's too nice. She's not like J.K. Rowling, who's just going to, like, kill off beloved characters. Oh, and I think J.K. Rowling could have gone a lot farther she and should have got, gone farther. She could have gone farther. Hagrid should have died. Harry should have died. Hagrid should have died. Harry did die. Oh, <laughs> Harry should have died permanently. Um, I think, honestly, maybe one of either Ron or Hermione should have died. Oh, Ron. <laughs> it should have been yeah, Ron. Yeah, probably should have been Ron. I um, think she toyed with the idea of killing Ron. And she toyed with the idea of killing um, Ron's dad. What's his name? Um, Arthur. Mr. Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Weasley. That's how um, I address him. But instead Respect. of Mr. Weasley, she killed Lupin. Yeah. Which is fine. And poor Lupin, but it would have been more like people care more about Arthur. Yeah. Do they? I think so. I guess he's just, is he more present maybe? He's just, he's an innocent. You know, Lupin's like a fighter. Arthur's just like a He's just a a a muggle-loving fool. Yeah, a very dumb (laughs) (laughs) muggle-loving fool who, (laughs) if he spent 10 minutes on Wikipedia, could find all the answers to all his questions. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't use computers, Joey. Oh, there are some issues with the wizarding world. 